Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast from Joe Oriani Podcast. My name is Joe Oriani, and I am your guest host today, and your permanent host, and the only host you'll ever see, I think. Anyway, as I continue along, I have to tell you, I when I was in school, I was really bad at math. And by the way, I'm waiting for my guest. She'll be on shortly, and she doesn't have a voice, so please be understanding. But anyway, when I was in school, my worst subject was math. However, the other day, I was sitting there thinking, I've done, oh, say, 17, 18 podcasts, a lot of them with guests, and I wondered if each one of them guests had five people, 10 people they could possibly know that may have something to say or want to share some story in their life, or if 10 people knew another 10 people. That's a lot of people. There's three, over 3 billion, 5 billion, whatever it is in the world. I told you my math wasn't good. There's got to be people who have a story to tell. I know you may not think you're worth it, but you'd be really surprised. Anyway, I have no subjects after this week, no interviews, and I really don't want to do politics, but that's what's going to happen because it will be after the election, I think. I may have to do this one next one the following Wednesday morning. So if you have any topics you'd like me to discuss and get my opinion on, or if you know anybody who, I don't know, committed murder, become a pope, whatever it may be, send me a message on Podcast at yahoo.com. Again, I know my math isn't good, but there are a lot of people out there. And I know once I get into politics, I am pretty sure... I'll lose 50% of the people that do follow me. They tell me it takes about a year or two to get your followers to where you want them. But I guess at 72 years old, every year counts. So I'm just impatient a little. So anyway, all right, I'm waiting for my guest. And when she comes on, her name is Katie Smith. And we will be talking to her. And by the way, if you want to reach me again, it's Joe Oriani podcast at yahoo.com and you can get me on twitter oriani joe three i am on instagram i think that's just for pictures anyway and i took myself off or whatever else i was on my daughter said i shouldn't be on so anyway that is it and as soon as she comes on we will continue okay okay ladies and gentlemen my guest has shown up. Her voice sounds pretty good, so I don't know what she was talking about. And she's got that big smile on her face, which has always been a pleasure to watch. Now, this is Katie Smith. Katie is from St. Louis, Missouri, correct? That is correct, yes. And she lived and worked there all her life. I'm going to try not to let you talk too much, Katie. But your voice sounds really good. Anyway, okay. now you went to Ladue Horton Wilkins High, is that how it said? What? Watkins High, Ledoux Horton Watkins High School. I'm glad I'm we not the only one. Go ahead. How, we just call it Ledoux. We don't. How was it? It was good. It was. It's considered one of the best. I don't know if now. I know it's high. It's high up there, but it's one of the best high schools in Missouri. Got a good education. Had a lot of fun. What'd you do there? What did you study? Just basic high school. Basic high school, basically, yeah. Any activities? I was a theater kid, so I worked backstage, but I did more backstage stuff than on stuff, on stage stuff. 
What'd you do? In high school, I did a lot of like props and finding, we did Bye Bye Birdie and finding 25 50s era phones or I'm trying to remember just going around and finding all the like random stuff they had. I also directed one one act my senior year, which was pretty fun. And but then you went on to you didn't go on to do any kind of acting or props or anything like that. You went on to Kingston University. Where is that? Okay, so actually Kingston is a study abroad school. I went to the University of Tulsa. Foley. Is that um, on your list? No, that's not on my list. Oh, okay. So my main school I went to is the University of Tulsa. And then I studied abroad at Kingston University, which is in London. Really? Yeah. How that? What'd you study? Oh my goodness. Okay. So my degree from Tulsa is psychology. So I did a lot of psych classes when I was in London and I would if I could go back and just live there, I would. I loved London. It was so nice. I'm a city girl. I like being in big cities, but there was just something nice about being able to take the train where I lived when I was in London was on the suburbs. It was basically as far out in the suburbs as you could get, but it's just a 30 minute train ride into the center and you could go to a museum or you could see a play or something on the weekend. And it was just very nice and then also something that was really nice about studying abroad over there was just unlike the U.S. where I can drive eight hours and still be in Missouri you get on a bus and go five hours and you're in Paris or you're in Wales or you're in Italy or something well, not Italy it's much less travel distance in England to get to someplace else than it is here there were weekends where I did there was I did a 24-hour trip to Disneyland Paris and I did a weekend trip to Wales and stuff like that. I loved studying abroad in London and like I said if I could go back and live there I would but, but you um, can't. No sadly not. So what were you studying when you were there? I took a lot of psychology classes to like supplement what I was doing in Tulsa. Uh, I was looking at Facebook the other today and it was eight years ago so it's been a long time I took a, a diagnosis class where you learned about all the different disorders and I think I took like neurobiology I did not do very well in that one but I took like a history of psych class I think and then I also took a film class because I do have a minor in film studies and then I took a I think it was like an American, no, it wasn't an American literature class. It was some sort of literature class while I was over there. Did you stay on campus? I stayed, it was campus housing, but it was not on campus. So, okay, it, so it was off campus housing. Yeah, yeah. But it was owned by Kingston. So did you get to, you traveled to a lot of places, Tower, London, things like that. How was all that? I have never been to Europe. Oh, you need to go. It's just, it's so cool. I'm trying to think everything I did there. Yeah, Tower of London we did. I really liked hanging out on the South Bank, which is, there's a lot of theaters, but also like where the London Eye, that big Ferris wheel you've probably mm -hmm. seen. Movies yeah, yeah, that's a cool place to hang out. We went to the Globe twice. So we saw Shakespeare. We saw, I think, Julius Caesar and Comedy of Errors. And that was a lot of fun. And when it was... We had to stand for about three hours because if you don't pay for the expensive seats, you have to stand and watch the shows. And then like I would go to the British Museum or the Tate Modern is a big modern art museum there. 
and just find different there's always something to do on the weekends and just touring what did you, what, did you get to italy i did not get to italy oh it's a shame but you got to france i did got to paris I did. I only went for about 24 hours because I've been, I went there when I was little. So I had seen all of the stuff. So I only went when I was studying abroad, I only went specifically to go to Disneyland Paris. Um, Wasn't that important? I, I had seen it before because I went with my family when I was about five maybe oh <laughs> i would think that the apple tower when you're a little older would mean a little bit more yeah you know i'm a disney person joe yes <laughs> i do so how uh, was disneyland paris i know that they're building it up a lot now when i was there about eight years ago it was pretty depressing it was there like i went so in the UK, the weekend, so they don't really do Halloween. I mean, they do Halloween, but they don't do it how we do in the States. But the week after that is usually a week off of school because then you have Guy Fox Day and stuff like that. Um, so I think I went on like a Thursday. I went in the middle of the week and there was like really nobody at Disneyland Paris. And there was like, it was just gray and rainy. You didn't have to wait for anything, which was nice, but there really wasn't that much to do like I said I know they've built it up or they're working on building it up more but I know I went to a pizza planet for lunch there and that one yeah that one is definitely closed down now um but it was fun it had it was the first place I rode the Remy's adventure the one that just opened in Epcot they have one over in Disneyland Paris and I rode it way before everybody else did you had a head start yeah let's back up for one minute why did they get a week off november 5th for them is it's technically guy fox night or whatever but there's a who is he he's oh joe you're asking me to ask about you're asking me to know more about british history than i do (laughs) you don't know the answer that's fine i'll have to look it up yeah it's revolution it's also bonfire night's the actual like name of it he was a revolutionary that's all i can really tell you yeah, but don't they know that the British lost the war? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so before I get to your master's degree, I want to ask you a question. Actually, two. The first question is, what made you decide to go in that field? Into psychology? To be honest, I bounced a lot around a lot in undergrad. I did start psychology because I had taken in high school, I took AP psychology and really enjoyed it. And so when I was looking at colleges, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do psychology. And so that's how I ended up at Tulsa's. They had a good psych program, but then I feel like maybe I'm different, but a lot of people I know seem to bounce around a lot where I was like, I am going to do theater. No, I'm going to do movies. No, I was an education major for a semester. And that kind of led me back to psychology because Tulsa in particular, their education system is a mess. They, when I was there, they were shutting down schools and just merging them together. So my semester where I was an education major, they put me in a room of I believe it was 31 second graders. Wow. Yeah. And I said, I love kids, but I cannot handle 31 of them. So I decided I wanted to do something more like one-on-one or small groups. And so my idea was that I would go and start doing like child psychology or working with kids that way. 
And it's also just a degree you can do a lot with. You're not stuck to if you're an education major, you're a teacher. If you're an engineering major, you're an engineer. But there's a lot of different fields you can go into with a psychology degree. Okay, now, Katie, how did you, before we, like I said, before you get the masses, I have one more question. How did you wind up in a Disney CP program? So that actually came after the masters. I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to wait or if you want to answer it now or. No, no, let's wait because I have a, now that you said that I have a bunch of other questions in my mind. Okay. You went and you got your masters at St. Louis University. Yes. Also we call it SLU is our short word for that. I got my master's in social work because I found after graduating with a degree in psychology that basically to move forward in psychology, you have to do a lot of research and I am not good at math. That's literally, I will tell people all the time. One of the reasons I became a social worker is so I don't have to do math, but like, I also just wasn't really interested in the research side of things. I'm much more, I want to sit and talk with you. I don't want to be studying you in a lab or whatever. And, and SLU is one of the less, there are some more social work programs that are more research focused, but SLU is more community focused. And it was a really great program. And it, I think it helped me a lot with getting to where I wanted to go. And what'd you get your masters in? Social work. Okay. You talk about being in a lab. That's where I should be being studied, but that's another issue. So anyway, you went and you got that. And then how do you wind up as a CP? I don't understand um, that. You already had your masters. Why don't you just go to work? Yeah. So I had found out, I'm trying to remember how I found out about the CP program. So I did find out about it too late. I found out about it, I think, because you can do it like up to a semester after you graduate. So I found out about it like a year after I graduated undergrad. And I grew up loving Disney. I've got all the songs memorized. I'm a child of the 90s, peak Disney era. I had I had a really good friend who I met through doing theater now that I've started doing theater again as an adult who had done her DCP and I just loved it like most amazing experience. And so as I was getting ready to graduate grad school, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to apply. I'm a graduate student. It's really focused more on undergrad. They probably won't take me. And somehow I ended up doing it. And I just took it as like a, you're young. This is your last fun thing to do before going out and having to face the real world, go work for Disney for a few months. And, and how did you, I'm not going to ask you how you liked it. Cause I know how you liked it. <laughs> I know you got to meet some really nice people. Yes. Yes. Like you. Like me. Thank you. That's a nice compliment. I don't get that too often. It was nice meeting you too. And you showed up a few months ago and I was really happy when you told me what you do for a living. Because I didn't know that. Changed now too. I've changed jobs, I think, since we met. Oh, really? I was, I believe when I saw you, I was still working for, as a child abuse investigator, right? Yeah. yeah. You just said social work. You didn't say oh, too much. Work. Oh, I didn't say, okay. Yeah. So I was at that period of time, I was working for the state of Missouri as a child abuse investigator. And then I've recently changed to work for a nonprofit with women who have experienced domestic violence. Oh, that's gotta be tough. It is, but you know, it's something... That I feel called to help. Yeah, but don't you go home at night and just, I know, I know you can't be feeling sorry for everybody, but you do and you relive what they tell you constantly. That's got to be stressful. I used to go to, uh, I used to go to a, not a psychiatrist, I go to a psychiatrist now, but I used to go to a, what do you call them things? But anyway, underneath the psychologist, um, 
a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, a psychologist. And me and him used to get into discussions and he would sit there and say to me, he had to go for treatment because he dealt with veterans. And every Saturday, 12 o'clock, he scheduled his own appointment with his own psychologist. So that just to release some of that stuff. How do you handle that? I will say this job that I'm in now is not as much stressful because the women I'm working with are women who have escaped and when they do have their own traumas, but I'm not being overloaded with a lot of heavy stuff like I did when I was a child abuse investigator. Out of it is I wasn't, I did see a counselor for a while. I'm a fan of counseling no matter what, even if you have nothing going on, I think it's good to just have someone to talk to. I actually need to like get back into it just to have someone to talk to but a big part of it, I think, was getting support from your coworkers and going to someone and being like, hey, this is weighing really heavy, heavily on me. Can I talk to you or can I process it with you? Having a great supervisor in both jobs, I've had a really great supervisor that I can talk to through things. And then just finding that kind of something I have, I feel like, mastered a lot of is getting like a really good kind of barrier between work life and home life. So it's something that definitely took a lot of learning and I had to master the skill because I, when I was a young social worker, who's just starting out, I would be taking phone calls at 9.50 at night. Mm. And now, now it's also the change of job where they're like, okay, you're, you are off at five. You do not need to be picking up your phone, but coming home and like cooking dinner and just watching something happy on TV or like going out to dinner with friends or something like that, like having those things where I'm almost distracted. So I'm not dwelling in whatever I've been told that day or thinking about it. Yeah, I, I agree. Everybody should have somebody to talk to. My psychologist, he moved, VA moved from somewhere else. And then I got another guy, me and him fought. We literally argued because he told me I had anger issues. I told me he was nuts. So anyway, so now they sent me a shrink because I have still suffer from PTSD 40, 50 years later. Mm. And I still suffer from depression, things like that. But I say that if you look back, Haley, right? Uh, Little short girl. I don't think so. Anyway, if you go back and you look at the one of the podcasts I had with her, it's in, it's called Into the Darkness. We talk about that and how she doesn't get help. And I, at the end, I say everybody should seek help, period. You can't do things on your own. I learned that. It's impossible. Oh, no, and, I agree. Go ahead. I, I, yeah, I definitely feel like I always tell people, and like I said, I need to work on practicing it again. I, part of it is when I switched jobs, I ended stuff with my counselor because it was through my old job. So I need to find a new one, but I think it's nice even just when there's nothing going on, because it's better have that relationship set up when there's nothing going on. So when you are in that crisis mode or you're something in a darker spot, you're not entering into a new counseling relationship where maybe you don't have that rapport built up you know it's better to have someone you know and trust already yeah i agree absolutely 100 percent. matter of fact a while back there was a leader who was being transferred he didn't want to be a leader anymore and it was mm -hmm. just as afghanistan was ending and he was very upset over how it went and i explained to him give me a call anytime you want to talk yeah. you just need somebody to talk to you can have a wife you can have a husband you can have a boyfriend girlfriend it's not the same it's like you don't tell them everything because you don't feel like you want to. You're changing something. Yeah. And I hope you're not psychoanalyzing me because it's a waste of time. 
I am not. That's the one thing they teach us in school is you know, don't psychoanalyze your friends or your. Have you watched any of my podcasts? I have not. I've been meaning to, but I've been very busy recently. I'll give you. I'll give you one in particular you should watch. It's number seventeen. The title is "Talking to a Crazy Person." Okay. Where I interview myself. Okay, quite, I will quite, check that out. Quite, quite interesting. You may find that one interesting. Your line of work. Whenever I have time, I will try to check it out. Yeah. You, you can subscribe on YouTube. It's free. Yes, I will do that. And every time it pops up, you get one. Yes. You may find them interesting. But again, I do really seriously want to thank you for taking the time to come on here. Your voice is fine. If you go back and listen to this, in the beginning, I tell everybody to be patient with you because you don't have a voice, but you made a liar out of me. I'm sorry. It was more yesterday. I don't know what's going I think here in St. Louis, I don't know how it is in Florida or anything, but the weather is changing a lot. And so I'm getting really stuffed up and I woke up yesterday and didn't have a voice. And so what's the temperature out there? Oh, I looked at my phone earlier. It was like 52, which isn't too bad, but right now it's raining. It's 82 here and sunny. We haven't seen rain since the hurricane. Oh, I'm jealous. So uh, again, I really do want to thank you for doing this. I like you. So uh, I was, it was nice to see you a couple months ago. And hopefully I'm going back to Disney, I hope, for six months because I got fired. <laughs> so anyway, that was a joke. I got to tell you. I worked at Sci-Fi and I couldn't see in the dark. So I transposed a seat here in there. So they gave me a counseling the first time, coaching, coaching. And, but the leader didn't like me because I argued with her over the milkshakes because I didn't, said they're not real milkshakes. I argued over her changing the rules from what I was taught. And the last day, I remember I was sitting there with the shop steward and she says, you're not a fit. I said to her, I was going to, I was going to retire October 8th. She goes, not a fit. Okay, fine. Whatever lady, you'll put me somewhere else for the next two weeks. Nope. And I kept saying in that meeting, let's let me get this straight today. I almost didn't seat somebody right. I almost didn't seat somebody. I almost didn't see somebody, but I sat him right. She goes, yeah, she did me a favor. I clicked unemployment. I'm fine. Six, yeah, extra, yeah. Weeks of, six extra weeks of pay, whatever it is, 13 weeks. So anyway. So that's that. I'm going to try to get back to Pizza Rizzo's because I like having fun there. I did tell you the last time you were there, I wrote a song, didn't I? You did tell me that, yes. Yes. Meat Lover song. But I'm not going to sing it for you now. Okay. But, when I come visit you. Yes, when you come visit. Again, Katie, thank you very much. I wish you luck in whatever you do. And make sure you do get that counseling and take care of it. Look, I'm telling you what to do. Get that counseling because it, it's a lot easier to share that stuff than it is anything else. Yeah, yeah. Because despite the fact they tell you off at five o'clock, it's got away on your mind because some of them domestic abuses are awful. And I don't even like to think about them. But again, yeah. thank you. And I appreciate thank it. You. And have, thank you, Katie. Bye. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye.